0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the upstate of South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor here in lovely Greenville, South Carolina. Um, And as always, just a reminder, if you are not subscribed to this show, please subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. Download episodes rate my show. If you would just hit the five star button, I'd appreciate that. If you can just type up a quick little review, I'd appreciate that as well. That helps to get the show out to as many people as possible. And in addition to all of that, uh, just a reminder, as always, all of my contact information is in the show notes. If you need to reach out to me for any reason, you can just look at the show notes. It's all right there. I'm happy to help you guys out with any of your real estate needs. Today we're going to do a quick little market update uh, to look at the kind of the state of the market here going into uh, really the end of the year. We're here at the end of 2021. Um, we have n- now really um, a lot of data. We, we don't yet know how December is going to uh, shake out, but we have data for basically the entire year minus the month of December, which is always kind of a quirky month anyway, Um, And so we can kind of take a look at what happened the past few months, where the market is right now, and what exactly uh, can we expect moving forward. I'm looking at the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors, aka the GGAR, market stats that they just published uh, about a week or so ago, um, which has all of their data up through the month of November. Now we've been through this drill a few different times before. as you guys that are frequent listeners know, some of this data is inaccurate and I try to preface preface that. Um, if I'm dealing with something that I think may be inaccurate, I will let you know. otherwise you can deem the data to be for the most part reliable. Now here's the way the market works. Prices and inventory levels, and new listings, new sales—all of that—they go up and down throughout the year. There is a seasonality to any sort, any sort of sales, and real estate sales is no different than any of them. Um, so, when we're looking at the data, we don't necessarily compare this month to last month. That's not necessarily a helpful way of doing it. The sales in the month of November, for instance we would expect oftentimes that they might be down in comparison to October or September because the seasonality of the business, like I said, we tend to see it tail uh, sales in general tail off in, in real estate, tail off in November and December, and then start to gradually build their way back up in January, February, before they start to really take off in March, April, May, June. So, Um, What we tend to look at is year on year, what was the month of November like? What was the month of October like? What did we see? Did we see growth? Did we see contraction? What did the market do in comparison to last year? Um, And so that is, for me, kind of the most important thing that that I am looking at when I'm looking at this data to see what exactly is happening market-wide. Um now I'll remind you that there are some things that are useful for com- for comparing to uh to previous months. So for instance, we're looking at new listings. New listings for the month of of November 2021, they went up marginally 2.6% um in comparison to November 2020. That's you know, that's not really a whole lot of a of a difference. Um that just tells us that that's really probably just a normal market trend is kind of what I would assume. But I will remind you, in April, May and June, new listings were up in double digits in comparison to uh, that month of the prior year. So in April, we had new listings up 19.4% in May 14.4% in June 13.1%. So those months, that was when the market got nutty. And it has Uh, it has slowed down seasonally. um, But really, the past, let's see here, the past uh, five months, really, we've seen it go back down into single digit range in terms of increases of new listings year on year. I, I think that that is pretty normal. But until those numbers really start to go up, Higher, we're going to continue to see inventory levels uh, hover around the low numbers where they are. So, the fact that new listings were only up 2.6% year on year, that's not a great sign from the standpoint of the slowdown of the market. In order for the market to slow down, we're going to have to see those new listings go up or we're going to have to see buyers drop out. At the moment, we, we haven't seen the trend of buyers uh, dropping out en masse, although there have been some anecdotal instances of it. Generally speaking, uh, the the demand has remained strong. Um, pending sales, this is one that uh, is very inaccurate usually for uh, for the current month. So I'm not going to look at the pending sales for the month of November. It's always very low for some reason, and I don't know why. I don't know why GGAR can't figure out how to get that. Uh, that data accurate, they revise it in the next month. So when uh, in January, when they come out with the stats for the entire year, then November's number will be corrected. Um, But we can look at the previous months, which uh, this is an interesting little tidbit is that we had actually seen year on year, four straight months of lower pending sales uh, compared to 2020. So March, April, and May. Again, they were nutty. Thirty-four uh, percent for the month of March, year-on-year year, pending sales up versus 2020. It was up 34 um, percent. I don't, I don't know. Let's see if that was the highest of all time. Yes, I, that was. I'm looking at the chart. Um, that was the highest all time. Okay, 34 percent. Uh, in in terms of how they how they track this, um, the month of April thirty point six percent, and then the month of May it dropped down to ten point two percent, and and again this is what it was up year on year in comparison to the month in, in twenty twenty. Well, then after that we started to see negatives. So June twenty twenty one was down six point six percent pending sales versus the prior year. July, down 6.3% versus the prior year. August, down 3.6% versus the prior year. Uh, September, down 7.9% versus the prior year. Well, then October, we saw an uptick back again. It went up uh, 2.1% versus October of 2020. So that's a a very interesting trend that we saw, even though we had had several months of, I don't want to say contraction, um, but several months of of things just being down in comparison uh, to the previous year, impending sales. Um, October it started to tick back up. I don't know what that means. We'll have to we'll have to monitor that situation closely. Um, closed sales, and, and I'm just kind of going down here in order. Closed sales in October were down 5.8 uh, percent. But then ticked back up, and this is usually a reliable number. Ticked back up, fifteen point eight percent year on year uh, for the month of November. So uh, close sales in November went uh, honestly way high. That was that's the highest year on year growth that we've seen for a month since May of this year. And as you know, we already indicated May of this year was insane. Um, so that. Leads us to all of that leads me to believe that really in general, and I've experienced this personally. This fall has been a busier fall than than we normally have. It's been a, a busier fall season uh, than we would normally expect. Um, I'm looking at days on market for the month of November. Uh, Twenty three days on market. Again, that's an insane number that is uh, calculated. Here's the GGAR's description the average number of days between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted in a given month. So, on average, a home is on the market without a contract for the month of November for 23 days before it goes under contract. Um, that probably sounds like an eternity to some of you. You know, you keep hearing. All the, about all these multiple offer situations and whatnot. But historically, that is an insanely low number. Um, in comparison to November of 2020, which was an insanely low number, uh, November 2020 was 39 days. And so uh, November 21, 23 days. Uh, again, we are at the, the bottom of the chart. I'm, I'm looking at the chart here for historical days uh, on market until sale by month. The chart is at the very bottom here, hovering in the in the low twenties. It has never been that low since they have tracked this in the GJAR. Um, for comparison, at the very worst part of the Great Recession, it was over 120 days. So um, we are a quarter of of what it was during the Great Recession. Obviously, we never want to go back to what we experienced uh, back then when the housing market completely crashed. Um, Now, out of everything, now we're going to start to get into some of the more interesting data points. And this is where this is the the number out of everything that kind of pops off the chart. The median sales price for the month of November is up 17.3% year on year, that is the highest percent for one month of growth out of the entire year. And so uh, that's really again the most surprising number on here. And additionally, that is uh, it, it's also the highest median sales price of the year, which we wouldn't norm not we wouldn't necessarily expect for the month of November. Even if November year on year has grown disproportionately to the other months, we would still kind of expect. The the number the actual median sales price to still be lower to, to than some of the other months, but we're not seeing that. Even though this is not considered November is not considered a, a typical heavy real estate month, um, it, it just it bucked the trends. The median sales price for the month of November was two hundred eighty five thousand dollars, up from two hundred forty three thousand dollars just a year ago. Um, we have talked about this the the concerning trend of housing affordability in the area and and this like i said that number just jumps off the page um I, i'm i'm shocked at that i i don't know if that's an anomaly um obviously prices going up is not an anomaly but i'm i'm wondering if we're going to see perhaps uh, a month or two of that median sales price dipped down a little bit in December, January. I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I, I no longer, <laughs> I no longer understand. Um, I don't want to say I no longer understand where the market is going, but I, I no longer can predict exactly how high the market can can continue to climb. But that's a a seventeen point three percent change year on year. Um, the entire 12-month change was about a 12.7% change. So we're seeing a little more than 1% uh, appreciation per month, by and large, in the market. Now, uh, that's the entire market altogether. So obviously, some areas and some homes are growing at a much faster pace than that. Um, Others are at a slower pace than that. So uh, on average, we're seeing about 1% one percent per month, but some markets are seeing and some houses are seeing two, three percent per month. Um, if you have a question about the value of your house, again, always reach out to me. I'm happy to discuss that with you guys. I'm I'm usually pretty good at at assessing those things. Um, so yes, so the highest ever um, median sales price we hit in November of two eighty five, um, and and. As I've said before, the reason why we look at median price versus average price, and, and I'll tell you what the average was. the average was 334, which is a, a 12.6% increase year on year for the month of November. Um, I, I like to look at median versus average price because those average prices can be skewed by really cheap homes or by really expensive homes. But looking at the median, which is the very middle number, that tells you, okay, this is the number right smack in the middle. Um, and that's usually the the best indicator of of what homes, average homes, are selling for in this market. Now we had, um, if if we move on to the percent of list price received, which is a little bit of a a little bit of a skewed number, um, and that is because when. The GGR does this, and, and I'm, I am I wish that they had another metric in here to, to do this a different way, but in essence, they look at the last list price that a home was listed for, and this could be after price changes. Um, and so this isn't looking at what the house was originally listed for, which would be a useful data point, right? This is looking at what the last, after any price changes, what the last list price was, and then compares that price to what the home finally ended up selling for, what the sold price was, and then tells us what the percent was. Um, so it's not a super useful data point just in and of itself, but the trend, looking at the trend is useful. Um, and so uh, prior to this year, and we talked about this before, we had never seen that number go over a hundred percent. It had been covering, um, really for several years now in the 98% range for really since I've been a realtor it had been in the 98% range and then in April of this year it hit 100% for the for the very first time and that sustained all the way through October October of this year it it dipped to 99.9% just dipped right below that 100% number in November it popped right back up to 100.1%. So we're, we're back over 100%. What that means is right now, or at least for the month of November, the average sale was slightly more than the average list price. Um, now, I, I wanna point out, and I wanna pat myself on the back a little bit, which was a few months ago, I said that October is typically the best one of the better i i don't remember exactly how i phrased it but i said it's one of the better months to buy from the standpoint of there being greater supply than demand like disproportionate supply versus the demand and that's indicated here the fact that um we had the lowest since the market went nutty in uh in april october had the lowest percent of list price received um Again, it's not substantially lower than the other months, but the fact that it popped back up in November tells us that October, that, that reinforces what I say, what I said, that October, generally speaking, is a pretty good month to buy real estate. Um, there, there can be some quote-unquote bargains out there if you know uh, what you're looking for and you know what you're doing. Um, housing Affordability Index. This is the next category as I go through GJR's uh, market stats. Um, We've talked about this number quite a bit. Um, It it dipped below 100 uh, for the first time in 2020. And and that was really a a noteworthy time, a noteworthy marker. And I'm just going to read the description. Uh, We've been we've been through this before, but it's easy to forget. It says the index measures housing affordability for the region. For example, an index of 120 means the median household income is 120% of what is necessary to qualify for the median priced home under prevailing interest rates. A higher number means greater affordability. Okay, so when it's 100, that means the median household income is 100% of what is necessary to qualify for a median priced home. Um, So that's right on the line of, okay the normal family can afford the average home or the average family from the, from an income perspective can afford the average home. Well, it's been under 100. Um, it, it dipped under 100 in August of 2020 for the first time. Um, and it's basically been under at or under 100 ever since. Um, and it's just kept going down every year. Um, and because we saw that median home price in November jump up to 285, that caused housing affordability to again reach set another record of 83. So the uh, median household income is uh, only 83 percent of what is necessary to qualify for a median-priced home, um, as the the current market is. So um, families are uh, that are just you know making an average income for this area, they are getting squeezed out. That's just the reality of the situation. It's, it's a sad thing to, to look at. But I'm going to be doing an episode here in the future that compares uh, appreciation of rents in comparison to appreciation of home prices. And I think what we're going to see is probably a lot more people uh, that are in that average income level. If they realize that they just can't afford what's out there, they're probably going to end up renting. And some of the data for renting isn't as bad as you might think it would be. So we'll talk about that in a future episode. I think I'm going to do that one in, in two weeks. Um, inventory of homes for sale. Um, that was, that's that been down dramatically for a while now. Um, I, I think that this might be one that is kind of inaccurate. Um. It said it was only down 0.8 percent for the month of uh for the month of November uh, I'm I'm not sure if that's accurate or not we'll, we'll have to see next month um but the month's supply of inventory it has been under two months all year long even with the inaccuracies that that I perceive are in this it's still showing the month of November uh was 1.9 uh the months supply of inventory was 1.9 um really the market seems to be healthiest when that number is above three. Um, and, and by healthy, obviously that's that can be measured a few different ways. But me as a realtor, I think about it as uh, a healthy market as being a market where people can buy and sell without it just being insanely intense. Um, as long as that number is below three, it's a market that is insanely intense, and that goes for sellers as well. It's an intense seller's market. So Sellers are stressed out right now, um, and buyers are, <laughs> are really stressed out right now. Um, now, that number, if it's accurate, it matches last year's number. Last year, the month of November, was 1.9 months of, of, uh, of inventory. Um and uh, so just a reminder, the inventory of homes for sale. This is the description. It's the inventory of homes for sale at the end of a given month divided by the average monthly pending sales from the past 12 months. Um so it's not a perfect number. But again, notating the trend, um, that would actually be the highest number of the year if it's accurate. Um we'll see. I'm I'm skeptical that it is accurate. Uh we'll have to follow back on on uh follow back up on that later. That being said, it's still very, very low, very, very, uh, very, very much a seller's market here. Um, there's a lot of other, uh, a lot of other things that that we could could get into the weeds here on in terms of uh, in terms of the numbers that are in here. I think by and large, um, we can take away that. It, it's the market hasn't changed outside of just normal seasonal changes. And and I've been harping on this for a long time people I remember back in uh, August, some people started to say, ooh, the market is slowing down. Um, some, some very well known realtors out there were saying, ooh, the market is slowing down. It was just like, yes, the market slows down in August and September and October and November and December, and then starts to creep back up in January. That is exactly what it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to keep building and building and building and building. I mean, imagine if we're in the month of December, and everything is just as nutty as it was in May, uh, there is no way that the market could sustain that. No way. And honestly, us as realtors, we couldn't, we couldn't uh, do business doing that. I mean, our buyer clients were having to look at, you know, in some cases, 15, 20, 30 houses before we're able to get them under contract. It's exhausting for everyone. So that's that's just something to keep in mind. Yes, we, we have seen the normal seasonal slowdown. That's great. Um, all the other indicators are that nothing has actually truly slowed down. We are just... We are seeing fewer buyers, just as we are seeing fewer sellers. It's kind of the trend is kind of going together. Supply and demand um, is still staying basically at the same pace, um, and and if anything, it's st- it's tilting even more in the direction of sellers, just based on that median sales price. I mean that that like I said, that number just pops off the page, and it, it's just kind of shocking. Um, and that's not a number I'm, I'm happy about. I, I've heard some people say realtors love the fact that the market is growing this much. I mean, there is some truth to that. You know, a lot of us have had good years in real estate, but we don't like it when, uh, when, you know, our, our clients that we've had that, you know, typically could buy nice homes for $225,000 or whatever. Now just, they can't afford anything. Um, we certainly do not Get any joy out of that., um, we like to see people to be able to afford homes. and uh, and and it's reaching a point now where a lot of people are just not going to be able to afford to purchase a, a nice home anymore. And um, we'll have to see if uh, if if things happen to fix that, we've got some major issues with our county council in Greenville. It's kind of a mess. Um, they, uh, the, the people in county council I'm concerned are are making decisions that are going to impact housing affordability in negative ways because they have no idea what they're doing. Um, several of the people in the councils seem, seem to be that way. Um, and so this will be something that we have to continue to monitor and continue to see what happens. Um, but all in all, uh, we are seeing these trends that indicate that, um, unless probably at this point, the only thing that, that I could really see that will cause things to cool off, and and when I say cool off, I don't mean prices going down. I just mean things not being quite, quite as feverish, um, as if mortgage rates start to go up. Um, the Fed has indicated uh, due to inflation concerns that that is exactly what is going to happen, that they are going to uh, to tinker with the market as they are known for doing, um, and with the end result being that mortgage rates will go up, that should cause a little bit of a cool down. But remember, mortgage rates are still historically low. I mean, even if they go up, uh, a, a, a let's say, half a percentage point, that would still be historically extremely low. Um, so these are all things to keep in mind. Um, I, I think that it's still going to be a very... Strong seller's market going into 2022 from, from all indicators, everything that I see, um, but we'll have to, to keep watching what happens with COVID, with mortgage rates, with supply chain issues, with new home construction, with the local government doing the uh, inane things that, that they're doing in the, in the council. Um, we have to keep track of all of these things because they all have an impact on us here locally. Um, hopefully that was informative. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of a snapshot of the market. If you guys have any questions, any concerns, let me know. I'm here. All of my contact information is in the show notes. If you don't mind to hit that five star rating button, leave a review, subscribe, download episodes, all of those things. I'd appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the holidays. We're entering that, awesome season, that awesome holiday season. Take some time to yourself, drink a little eggnog, do all those things, and we'll be back next week with some more content.